for. That's what today's about. We fight for that short hair dog and that name across your chest. Welcome to the Short Haired Dog Podcast, your home for Wofford Terriers football. Now here are your hosts, Michael and Kevin Bennett. Welcome into the Short Haired Dog, episode 19. I'm your host, Michael Bennett. Alongside me tonight, my best friend, slash co-host, slash brother, Mr. Kevin Bennett. How you doing today, KB? I'm doing good, Mikey. Uh, episode 19, that is freshman to junior year, Ben Widmeyer. Yeah, or the R.J. Taylor or episode. Or R.J., mm-hmm. yep, yep. Yeah. Um, trying to lighten it up here because last week there's not a lot to be all, all that happy about. No. Um, and also, we need to apologize for episode 18 because that was kind of a disaster. Yeah. Well, it's all right. Got it out there, though. Yeah, at least it, it was late to the party and wasn't necessarily at – Peak performance, but uh, right. I don't know what happened. The audio just messed up. I don't know. And it was at a radio station. You would think, you know, that the audio would be good, but that's what we get for thinking. Yeah, it was not. It was not good. No. Um, <laughs> but so if you're listening now, um, you probably didn't listen. Maybe you, maybe you listened to 18 and you heard us introduce the new uh, segment that we're going to try to do each week. It's our golden collar segment uh, where we give out, you know. A golden collar, so to speak, not necessarily a game ball because that's kind of been overused, like we said. So we're going with the golden collars. Um, Mike, do you have a golden collar recipient for the Sanford game? <laughs> I really don't, Kevin. Um, you know, the defense I thought played pretty well at times. A couple of guys, you know, played pretty well. But I think we need to have a high standard for our gold collars. I would agree. I don't think does anybody should get one. So, you know, offensively, I didn't see a lot of good things. Um, I would agree. Sanford's defense did a great job against our option. And, and they're not good. Their defense is not great. Uh, well, they're, they're okay. They had some big names, but they got hurt. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I thought Miller played good. But, uh, you know. Really, both the quarterbacks I thought played pretty decent. They threw it pretty well. Yeah. I just, you know, I don't, I don't know. And then right there at the end, Mike, I thought, you know, it was right there. I think it was in the fourth quarter. When they put Joe, when they put Joe back in, I was like, "Here it is. He's going to be that spark with those fresh legs coming back in because he had not played for a little while." Yeah. I was like, "Okay, this is going to be Joe's coming out party here," and you know, it just didn't work out. It wasn't Joe's fault. It just you know didn't work out. So right, um, not the not the prettiest game, that's no. for sure. <laughs> um, so I agree with you, Mike. I think our golden collars need to be held in high regard. So I'll, I'll agree with you. Uh, I don't. I don't have one either. I do have someone to put in the doghouse. Um, we introduced that one last week too. Last week it was when the two Mercer fans walked in front of the Mike Ayers Field being <laughs> unveiled. Yeah. I still don't understand what they were doing. Just like move. I just don't understand. <laughs> I still don't get that either. Yeah, but like there's obviously three people holding up something over it, and they're like, "Huh, I wonder what they're doing." Well, let, let me get across here. Go go get a snow call. I'm like, it's ridiculous. What are they coming up here for? For anyway? Yeah, they got concessions on the way. So I don't know. Anyway, in the doghouse for this week has to be whoever's over ESPN three because it's a joke. It is an absolute joke. Not saying it's a Walford person. I'm just saying ESPN three in general. I haven't been able to watch a good. 
consistent game all year without it going out. Uh, I hadn't either, except and for I have, Wyoming. I mean, and I have strong internet connection at my apartment, and it was like it wasn't even buffer. Like, what the heck is going on here? It's tough for people out of state or away from Spartanburg or, or even away from the game from the game for that matter to watch them. Yeah. And I mean, look, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed listening to Noble and Henson and, and Van Hip, but it's different when you get to see it, you know? Especially, Plus, especially when you know you could see it if it would work. Right. So to whoever has those powers to make it better and is not doing it, you need to go in the doghouse because it's ridiculous. Yeah, I, it is. I was so mad because mm-hmm. I, I tried my best to get back from the Clemson game as quick as I could to see as much of the game as possible. And I get back, rush in, and it's just buffering. And then yeah. they'll play for two seconds and buffer for 15 minutes. I just And then I just ended it. I was like, let me just go to the TuneIn app and listen to it. That's yeah. what I did. That's what I had to do for a lot of it. And then apparently during that time when it wasn't working, and I'm sure we weren't the only ones that had to go through, you know. Yeah, that. surely we're not the only ones, right? Yeah, I don't – there's no way we were the only ones. But um, apparently some kind of uh, – Controversial calls happen, yeah. which is not new to the Sanford game. Last year it's we true. had some of the worst calls in, I'll say, the history of football called on us last year. Two two of them. Just horrible. No doubt. Yeah. yeah. When Tyler Vaughn fell on the ball without a helmet, he was not playing anymore. The ball just happened to be there, and he fell on top of it. What do you want him to do? Kick it out of the way? That way <laughs> he guess. can fall? I guess that's what they And then when they blew Gerasati back off the line into Joe – and they just didn't call anything. They yeah. started a loss. Yeah. What a joke. But that was last year. Saturday was this year. Same result. Uh, not even as close of a loss. It's really um, sickening, though. It is. You know, it just Sanford, I know that – this is going to sound weird. I know they've beat us the last, what, three or four years. Mm-hmm. But really and truly, I'm going to be honest with you guys, Sanford is not that good. They don't necessarily blow me away. They're not. I mean, they're I mean, good. we help them yeah. a ton. I mean – our offense, you know, we held the ball a long time. I mean, time of possession, we killed them. But really, we never got a ton of cons- – I mean, we scored there on the trick play. Um, where who, who threw the pass? Jason uh, Hill? Hill yeah. threw it to Lennox, yeah. So, I mean, that was a good play. I mean, we had I mean, maybe one or two drives where we actually drove the ball. But for the most part, our offense was just stagnant. Mike, and I don't, whatever, I don't something's know. Something's got to change. I know. The outside the outside play – that we try to run, just they're eliminating it. They're just getting where they're, they're keying in on our quarterbacks, especially Joe. When yeah. he's in, it's like they're not going to let him. And then, but it's like they know what we're going to do. Yeah, the defensive line, they don't even engage. They just run sideways. And it's like if you give these teams an extra week, they got us figured out so much that they're going to stop whatever we try to do. Yeah. I don't know if we're tipping it that much, like what we're going to do, or our tendencies are that strong or what, but something's going on. And I, I for one, hate just that rollout. Uh, just no misdirection, no counter, no nothing. Where we just roll out and that, pitch that, it. That never works. Never works. Ever. It has never, never worked works. one time. No. Um, maybe maybe we're just maybe we're missing something, but it never works. The D linemen don't even engage with our offensive linemen. They just wash it sideways. They just wash it sideways, yeah. and the linebackers and safeties come up and take it away. I mean, there's be three guys in the pitch lane. Yeah. And then Joe will just or Miller will just have to eat it. I mean, and luckily this year. They've been able to get more yards on some of those broken plays than than Goodson would have last year, and that's not a knock on Goodson, but just he's just truth. it's just yeah. the truth. Um, I mean, it's frustrating. It really is. I mean, it, I don't get why we've abandoned Andre. 
Has he had a 20-carry game all year? Maybe the, if he has, I think Gardner Webb. He maybe 20 had for twenty. 200. Yeah, yeah. We gotta we gotta give him the ball, Mike. Yeah, we gotta let our big uglies up front get big and ugly. You know, in that in that scenario, you you gotta think. I mean, after especially after that Furman game where they basically did the same defense and Sanford ran their pretty yeah. much what they did against us again. Um, their we gotta make adjustments. The same. I don't I don't know why you don't get in the you know, the wishbone or do something just different, bring in two tights, something. But I don't feel like we did that. We, we might have tried it a little, but not enough. And I, and like I said, I'm not trying to sit here and bash that, but something, it doesn't make sense to me how when somebody has a week to prepare, we can't move the ball. But yet on normal weeks, we have record setting days on the ground. Yeah. I mean, it baffles me. I don't, I just don't get it. Now I know Sanford and Furman are good teams. But they're not that good. No, they're not that good to where they just shut us down like that. I mean, I don't, I don't get it. Uh, I agree, Mike. I mean, how can if they know? I mean, obviously, you know, the Furman game that was one thing they had us sniffed out. But for it to happen again, for a team to have another week to prepare for us and to shut us down again, that means no adjustments were made. Yeah, like you have to anticipate that's they're going to be looking at that. So we have to throw something different at them. Yeah, and we tried the same old crap. I, but then what do you do? I guess I, agree. Quite, I, I mean, mean, that's true. I mean, it ain't like we can, you know, run the spread. Um, but I will say this. Some of the passing on first down that we've seen in the last couple of games, we can't do that with our offense. That. We can't do it. We're going to have to go out and recruit a quarterback with a big arm or a, an accurate arm because it's just, or, or we're just not going to be able to do that. I just don't, I don't know why you ever throw them first down. Not, not with our option offense. Not with our no. offense. Give it to Andre and get three. Yeah. That's better than second and ten or getting a holding call and it being – First and 20. And granted, a lot of times when Andre was running it, I know there was a couple like fourth down plays. We got stuffed. Yeah. Well, but, uh, but that's – everyone in the building knew that's what we were going to yeah. do. Or it was going to be a Joe, you know, run a little, a little quick option to the right and they're going to stuff him. Yeah. I mean, you know what's coming. Yeah. So, I, it's bad when we do. And I like I said, I've been, I've been, you know, praising Wade Lang all year. I thought – up until, you know, here recently, I thought he's called a great – and still – He's thrown some wrinkles in there. And that was a good play call for the heel Absolutely. pass. Absolutely. Yeah. No better time than then to, yeah. to implement that. But it's just, like you said, it, it's baffling that on weeks where they just have a week to prepare, we just run it down. I just don't get it. I'm, I'm with you, Mike. They, yeah. When they have that extra week, it's like they know. And I get it. That's just good coaching. And, that, and that's props to Hendricks at, at Furman and, and the Sanford coaching staff. I mean, they saw something, implemented it, and they've won both of those ball games against us. But something's got to be done. Like, if we do end up making the playoffs, they're going to be good teams, well-coached teams every step of the way. Yeah. So we're going to have to make some adjustments somewhere. And I know it's kind of the popular thing to pile on the defense and say, come on, defense, how could you not stop them there? But you got to remember, the offense is a lot to blame here. I mean, because yeah. – yeah, the defense, Hodges had a pretty good day. He did. Give him credit. They, McKnight, they jumped right on us. McKnight was unstoppable. That kid's good. I, I mean, he's he, going he's gonna to play on Sunday. I just don't know. I, I think know. Hodges will make NFL team. But anyway, but I don't think it was necessarily as them. I think for probably two quarters, really from the second into the third quarter, I thought the defense played very well. I thought they did too. I thought that was going to be our chance to get back into the game, but we just couldn't. We get couldn't anything. get anything established offensively. Like no. we, when I mean, I mean, what, what did we cut it to one? What was it, twenty-one to twenty? Yeah, I mean, that was our chance. It was, and, and they and, even stepped up when the ball went between or uh, went through Marvin's hands on the not Marvin, um, 
Carter's hands on the punt. Yeah. Like, the defense stepped up they right did. there. They held them. And, you know, it was just one of those things where we just – we couldn't get one of those legendary, long, sustained scoring Walford drives. It just didn't happen. Yeah. I mean, I would have been okay with – When we needed it. It didn't I, happen when we needed it. I would have been okay with just scoring, period. I mean, yeah. I mean, we never scored. When it got 21 to 20 after that, we never scored. Right. I don't know that we got didn't, all didn't, that close. come close, really. I mean, no. I don't know. It just it's, – it's depressing. But I think then you had to look big picture. And here's my argument. For some people that think we won't make the playoffs, I don't see how that's possible. No, I think we're in. A couple of things, all right? Let's say – and it's resume. I mean, look at our resume compared to others. All right, we have no D2 wins. All of ours are D1. Okay, now granted, Presbyterian and Gardner-Webb are terrible, but nonetheless, they're Division One wins. That has to help because there's going to yeah. be teams on the bubble that had D2 wins. Yeah. Okay, Furman's – I mean, excuse me, Sanford's went over shorter. I'm not impressed, okay? Right. Um, Didn't ETSU beat a – Yeah, they played Mars Hill. Yeah. So, I'm not that that helps us. Which before before you move on, Mike, credit to ETSU. They did what they needed to do to win, you know. And now, now they get to play Sanford this week, and that's going to be one to keep an eye on. But if Sanford I wins, I think it's next they, week. Oh yes, right, it is next weekend because yeah. who Sanford plays to Citadel this week? No, I think so. I think maybe. So. Um, but anyway, that's a big matchup coming up. But you're right. Our all of our D1 wins that definitely helps, yeah. especially if we if we if we can get by Western this week up there. I don't. I'm with you. I don't see any reason why they why we won't make it in. Now we won't get a bye. We'll have yeah. to play. But uh, I saw one. I think a guy posted on the message board that one of the uh, projections had us playing uh, hosting Towson in the first round. Yeah. Um, that one is kind of that. enticing. Yeah. But also, but then of course our boy Haley um, had us going to James Madison in the first round. Um, and That's then, okay. And then, then at Elon in the second. So, you know, but he's always going to have Walford. You know, we're always going to get the short end of the stick with him, but that's another story for a different day. But, yeah, I'm with you. I think if, if we beat Western next week, there's no way they can leave us out. And Presbyterian. Yeah. And you got to do it. Come I mean, on. Yeah, you, surely you got to beat them. Gardner-Webb beat them pretty soundly. Yeah. So, yeah. Presbyterian is terrible. But like you were saying, Mike, I mean, I agree. I mean, you look at the scenarios, basically, all right, ETSU could win the conference. That's yeah. the case. Wofford smoked them. I mean, nobody – I mean, look at the numbers. Handled them. They yeah. beat them like a drum, okay? Yep. If Sanford wins, you can say, well, Wofford at least lost to the champion on the road. I guess Furman is still in play? I guess they are. They got, they, what, two losses? Yeah. They beat Chattanooga, didn't they? Is that who they played? Uh, yeah. Yeah. They beat them. Mm-hmm. So – Man, kudos to them, though. Oh, they battled back. back. I mean <laughs> – Furman's a good team. Yeah. They are. They you say what you want to. Furman's a good team and they're a well coached team. Yeah, they are. You gotta give them gotta give them props for that. Ain't no doubt about it. But uh yeah, just looking at the standings here, all of them were two losses. Uh ETSU, Wofford, Sanford, and Furman. Um here's the thing though, Kevin. Here I don't know how the tiebreaker actually works, but if all four of those end up tied with two losses, look I just looking at Sanford's schedule, they've beat it. They would have beaten everybody. Wow. All the other three. Yeah. So. I guess they get it. I don't know. But then again, they've lost to two teams that everybody else beat. You know, where does yeah. – I mean, they lost to Mercer and who? Chattanooga? Yeah. We beat Mercer. ETSU beat Mercer. But, Mer- but Mercer beat Furman. So, I don't know. Yeah. Didn't Mercer beat Furman? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there's so many different scenarios. I don't, I don't know. But yeah. it's been – yeah. They ain't played them yet. Oh, okay. Furman plays Mercer last. 
I was thinking of. But that may be someone – I mean, that may put Furman out of it. Maybe, yeah. Okay, so we basically – we need Sanford to lose to Citadel. Okay. To no. win it outright, to not, not have a tie. Not going to happen. We need San, Citadel to beat Sanford. No chance. Okay, I don't know. You never know. Citadel ain't that bad. That's true. They're not that bad. They ain't that bad. Go dogs. Um, we need Furman to lose to either VMI or Mercer. Okay, go Bears. Uh, and of course, the way need... VMI has played everybody else in the SoCon except for us, they'll <laughs> hang in there with them. And we need Sanford to bounce back after their loss to the Citadel, hypothetically, <laughs> NVD TSU. Okay. In that case, ETSU would have two losses. We beat them head to head. We got that one. Right. Sanford would, would have, have three, three losses. So they're done. Furman would also have three losses. So that's us. So we need to hope. <laughs> I guess what we need to hope for. Is Sanford Citadel to beat Sanford, then Sanford to bounce back and beat ETSU, which they probably wouldn't. They'll probably lose yeah. both. And for us to beat Western. For us to beat Western and Furman to lose. Because then if Furman wins the rest of their games, then they'll get it. Jeez. So there's still a lot left to be played for. But nonetheless, yeah. all scenarios point to Walford has to win Look, Saturday. Still, Walford controls their own destiny, right? You would think. They, they go to Western and win. They beat PC or roll the ball out there against PC. We're in the playoffs. You would think. You would think. They're still, what, 14th? Yeah, 14th or 15th. They're, so, yeah, so still, with all the automatic bids, a lot of the automatic bids are going to be in that top 15. And I don't care if we got to play one of them play in games on the road. I don't We're care. Just get in. Yeah. yeah. But getting into Saturday, Mike, we've never played well at Western. No. And it scares me. I mean, the reason – and I, I've, I, we mentioned on the last podcast, but I think it's any time we play anybody where we drive the day of the game and it's on the road. We never play well. We've seen us go to Boiling Springs, North Carolina for Gardner-Webb, lay an egg there. We've lost to them. We have. We've looked terrible at Furman. We look horrible at Cullaway most of the times we play. We've looked bad at Presbyterian. Yeah. But – just playing devil's advocate here, we've went on the road to firm or to South Carolina and Clemson and played great. You know, <laughs> kind of hung in the game there. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I absolutely do. But I just, I don't know. It's not, just not, not that yet. easy. Not yet. I think it's that's the thing about the March for error is just so small. It is. It is. And um, I still think we're a really good ball team. Yeah. People that are just doom and gloom. This team's not that good. I don't agree with. I mean, I would agree that you've got some things to figure out, especially coming off these bye weeks. But and I and I agree that's your point. I I get that, but it just I think this team's still ultra talented. Yeah, and I think if they could get in, because in the playoffs, people ain't gonna have bye weeks other than the first team. But then again, they won't know who to prepare for. Do you prepare for us or Towson or whoever the heck we end up playing? Yeah, you see what I'm saying? I do. Or we may go to James Madison the first week off a bye, and they. Beat the dog piss out of us. I don't know. Good. But that's – I still want a piece of Kennesaw if we can. I think we can beat them boys. Kennesaw. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do want to say this, though, Mike. I think since the Furman game, the defense has made adjustments and they've played very well. Yeah. You can say that they got gashed against Sanford, and they did for, you know, a couple of drives. Mm-hmm. But after those first couple of drives and until right there at the end when we were gassed – Yeah. The defense has played so good the last three or four weeks. Yeah, I really do, and I think that's a I think that's a testament to Coach Conklin. Um, I think he I think he had his toe in the water, so to speak, up until the Furman game, and then he he's been we've noticed him. 
way more animated, way more involved down there when the defense is on the field. Um, I, I think he, I think he took that Furman game personal. Yeah. Um, and really, like we said, the defense, uh, people can say what they want to. They played pretty doggone good against Safford for the most part. For the most yeah. part. Um, but I mean, you look at some of these numbers though that I've. I think one thing that we hadn't mentioned is penalties. Yeah. Penalties were terrible. We've had so many bonehead penalties. And some of them, like I said, were apparently bogus. I didn't get to see them because the great folks at ESPN3 didn't come through. Thanks, but, fellas. Um, nonetheless, Wofford had seven penalties for 85 yards. Jeez. Oh, that's way too many. Wofford didn't turn it over, though. I mean, that's a good thing. Yeah. But 0 for 2 in fourth down efficiency. Not great. Not good either. Seven for 17. You, you asked Coach Ayers, do you go 0 for 2 on – on fourth down for the game, did you win it? He would probably say no. Just to, just to take a look at it, for, um, Sanford didn't have many third downs to even try. No, they were two didn't. for nine, which isn't great, but they only had nine. Walford had 17. They were seven for 17. Yeah. So, big-time difference there. Both teams had 21 first downs. Kelvin McKnight, Kevin, six receptions, 171 yards at a touchdown. That's just taking the top off the defense. Yeah. What did Schelling do? Uh, let's see if I can get that pulled up. I just he was there. He was a uh, one of their you know. Shelling had five for nineteen. Okay, so we held him in check. Adams Adams had uh four for sixty four. Uh, Satine Moist Satine or mm-hmm. uh, heck, that cat was killing us too on that one play. He was one for forty five. I think that was the was that a touchdown? No, just a long pass. But um, Miller Clark Miller the tight end. Uh, he had three receptions for 40 yards. So, Elamine, Yassar yeah. Elamine had um, three catches for 25. Like I said, shelling five for 19. But, I don't know, Kevin. It's it's tough. I, I, you just – I don't know. I just had a feeling we would play pretty well. And I and really, I when we too, cut actually. it 21 to 20, I said, man, I think we're going to have a chance to really – especially when we were stopping them. I mean, they weren't doing anything. I was like, yeah. hey, we're going to win this game. But just – they just never fell in the plays we needed to. We had penalties that killed us all over the place, offensively and defensively. And then you allow the big plays that and then it'll allow them to score. And it's tough. I it's, agree. It's, and it's, it's it's just I don't know. I don't know. Just I, I hate I hate Sanford. I, I hate them. I hate them. They're, I mean, I, and I, I want to give credit too. Devlin Hodges is a great quarterback. Yeah, he is, and he's going to go down in you know SoCon history as one of the best quarterbacks, if not the best. You know, yardage wise, passing wise. Oh yeah, there's no I doubt. I mean, I would say other than maybe Armani Edwards, he is probably the best quarterback that we've seen. Yeah, in the SoCon, especially in our day. Absolutely. Um, but like we said, are they that good, Mike? Are they that good? I don't think they're that much better than us. Uh, but, I don't either. But we just, I mean, we made them look that way, and you know, it wasn't a blowout. I mean, they ain't like they run us off the field. It wasn't like North Dakota State where right. they just blew us out. But still, I mean. <sighs> It's just here, it's depressing. Here, here's my question to you, Mike. We come off of playing, you know, a fantastic player in Devlin Hodges to going against another great one in Tyree Adams for Western. Yeah. But he really, while, you know, McKnight is there, Schelling's there with, with Hodges, he's got a supporting cast. Adams does it all with Western. Yeah. Now, obviously, he's got guys he throws it to. I get that. But he does it with his legs. He does it with his arm. He's going to be, you know, he's going to be the guy that we really have to key in on. And Western's a good balanced offense. They're they strong. Are. Their their problem is on defense. Now you wonder mm-hmm. what they did against. Let's see the Citadel, uh, an option team. Citadel went for four hundred twenty one yards on them. 
And I would um, argue we're far better. Yeah. Passing yards, Citadel had zero. Hmm. So four hundred. They didn't have to. Did they win that game? Did Citadel beat West? Yes. Okay. Thirty-eight twenty-four. All right. So, See that bodes well for the Terriers. But then, like we say, you throw the road game yeah. aspect in. I don't know. There's no easy wins in the SoCon. We interviewed Coach Conklin. He said that. Yeah. He could not have been more right. Now he would. It wasn't like he was breaking news. We knew that. But it's, it was good to hear that he knew that as well. Yeah. And it's it's you know it's shown that there's no give me wins in the SoCon, especially on the road. The road's yeah. even tougher. We're a great team at home. A lot of teams are great at home. It's how you play on the road. And we'd have to bounce back and play well against Western. If we can come out, play our brand of football, play like we did against Mercer and ETSU at home, if we can replicate that on the road at Western, I will feel a lot better going into the playoffs, hopefully. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. The committee's going to take into account the fact that those were road losses. They are. Now, if we had dropped those at home, both of them, now that We'd may be a, a different spot. story. Yeah. But you're potentially saying you're either going to have lost two t- to two teams that are either in the field or close, and then you've lost to or either beat the champion. Mm-hmm. Depending on how all of it shakes out. If ETSU you know, wins the conference, we beat them. So – Hard for me to imagine Walford not getting in at rank number 14 because I think somebody else is going to go down. Yeah. These bubble teams, some of these terrible conferences, they'll lose again, and it'll be another one of those scenarios where Walford will get in. And they may have been in a terrible spot, but I, I really think they'll get in. But, you know, even Coach Conklin said he's not trusting the – Right. When it goes to a committee, it's it can go haywire. Yeah. And he's 100% right. We've um, seen it. But here's the difference, NC though. State's 14 in the in the college football playoff. Yeah, and like with Florida's ranked – that is ridiculous. How is Florida even ranked, seven. period? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. When it goes to a committee, yeah, it's you have to, But you have to argue, I mean, just I know this is off subject, but I think LSU would beat most of the teams. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Other I mean, than I, Clemson and Alabama. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a – everybody loses to Alabama. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean – I Seven Co- is a little high, though. Yeah. Coach Conklin was right. You you can't you can't take anything for granted, and whether that be wins in the SoCon or getting into the playoffs. And Kevin, correct me if I'm wrong, but the only time I remember us getting left out, even if you know when we were on the bubble, were we not nine and three one year and got left out? Yeah, that was like 2002. That? Yeah, garbage. Yeah, 2002, but we'd never been in it before. That's right. But now you got a little bit of street and, cred, and yeah, because we've made it pretty doggone far the last two or three years in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, last time we two two or three times we've been in the playoffs. Yeah. And now we've we've established a name, and I know people can say, you know, oh, we saw stuff, but it, it it really it has something to do with it. Yeah, it it's does. just kind of like um, it's kind of like when South Carolina got left out. Yeah, the NCAA tournament. Now they made the Final Four, and if they're ever on the bubble again, they're in. Yeah, it's like Syracuse every year. Right, they're, Syracuse just have to be good enough to be considered. Yeah, and on they're the going to get in, and they're in every single time. Yeah, I know that's they'll different. be a ten. Seed. It's a different sport. I understand, but it. It applies to all. A game over five hundred, and they'll be the ten seed. And the goal, and they'll probably knock off a seven seed. Yeah. Who ain't? They always get set up with a seven seed or somebody they can beat. Yeah, every time. And it just, gold gloves just got handed out in Major League Baseball. You just got to get that one. It's right. like Jackie Bradley. He finally broke through one one. He may win the next seven. And here's the thing: Jackie Bradley has been the best center fielder for five years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, yeah, yeah. fielding, and, and that's, that's the what the awards it. for. Yeah. That's just, and, it, and it applies to this. People can say that's an outlandish take. But it's it applies not, to it. No. If you get in and you make some noise, kind of like Jackie Bradley, he finally got in the limelight and he won ALCS MVP, now he's got a gold glove because people was like, oh, yeah, he's a great fielder. 
That's like if Walford gets in, make noise. Oh yeah, they're a great team. They need to be in the playoffs. Right. We can get them in there. Right. I mean, it happens. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can disagree if you want to, but it's the truth. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, there is a human element to all of this, Absolutely. especially when there's a committee. But that's also the reason why why we may not make it. Yeah. So I mean, I mean it's true, <laughs> and, and that's the thing about it too. You may find someone that's like that can justify us not getting in and convince the other people. I'm like, well, yeah, keep them out. But it helps. Yeah. It definitely helps. There's no way it can hurt. Yeah. It yeah. definitely helps that you have made a name for yourself in the playoffs in years past. Yeah. I mean, that's just the way it is. I agree. I yeah. mean, I, I don't know any other way to put it other than that. But needless to say, this is a huge, another yet another I huge mean, game on Saturday. It's for the SOCON. Yeah. I mean, you could I – mean, you mean – if you lose, there's no way you win. I tell you what's interesting though; it could be very fun to kind of see how the teams shake out. Because that last week, you know, as far as the automatic bids concerned in the SoCon title, Wofford has nothing to play for. Yeah. So they're going to play Presbyterian, and the other teams are just going to be battling their brains out. It's going to be interesting to see how those games go. I right. mean, potentially, wouldn't it be great if Wofford just took care of business on Saturday, and then you know we we lost first place earlier. You know, but then we were able to get it back because Furman lost. Mm-hmm. How good would it be for it all to just work out where Walford would end up getting the automatic bid again? It'd be great. It'd be hilarious. Stranger things have happened. But if that happens, uh, SoCon's probably a one-bid league. Oh, yeah. If Walford's the only team. I think Walford may be the only team that can make it if they're not the automatic qualifier. I think you may be right there. Yeah. I mean, Sanford maybe could if, it's, if they got a share. Yeah. But if somebody wins it outright – like, if Wofford wins a head-to-head with ETSU, I don't know if ETSU gets in. Although they've been getting a lot of love. They sure have. Are they ahead of us still? Are they ahead of us in the rankings? I don't know. Are we ahead of them? I don't know, but still. Yeah. Still a lot to play for. Yeah. I mean, like I said, a lot of people have been doom and gloom. Um, years over. It's not. No. You know, we still got a lot to play for. We can still make the playoff, boys. I mean, it, it can happen. And we can still win the national championship. We can. You just have to get in. We, I mean, we've seen teams come can't out of that win it spot. If you don't get in. We've kind of seen teams out of that spot that you, the, one of the last teams to get in, make some noise. Yeah. I love us in that spot because we're always good as the underdog anyway. Mm-hmm. I think it would be a good feeling. I agree. Sort of be the underdog. I agree. Heck, maybe being on the road wouldn't be the worst thing. Maybe not. Maybe go somewhere way far away. Maybe somebody that don't know us. Yeah, that's a lot of the problem. These teams like, like Sanford didn't and, have a clue what they were like, getting themselves like into. Like Sanford and Furman and all the they know us. We play the same teams every year. Citadel, I mean, even in the playoffs, we'd go and we'd we'd beat the Citadel, and then we'd end up playing them again, and then we'd play Charleston Southern, and they know us, and it's just play on Furman and, on. and play Furman again. I mean, yeah. it's just every year we play the same, and I know it's kind of regionalized in the first couple of rounds, but I think they need to throw that out. Yeah, if you can't pay to fly out there, you need to just drop out of the playoffs. Go create your bowl game and play in the. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? The AutoZone. Yeah. Life Bowl or something. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't understand the whole thing with the Celebration Bowl. If I was A and T, I'd want to play in the playoffs. Are they? Are they not going to? I don't think they are. If you win like your conference, you're you're in the Celebration Bowl, right? I'm not 100 percent sure how that works. But I would decline the bowl bid every year. <laughs> yeah, I would too. decline. Just like a five and seventeen. No thanks. Yeah, I would just be like, yeah, give me, give me the playoffs. Yeah, but I think they'd fare pretty well. I do too. But we anyway. got them in the playoffs that one year. That's o- another story. Three, right? Yeah. A&T. So you had to finish second and being, and there's no automatic qualifier. Yeah, I don't know. Somebody had to let us know how that. I don't works. know. So somebody let us know. But I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, but Mike, yeah, I man, to kind of 
put into the show here. Terriers still have some work to be done, but the yeah. year's not over. You no. go to Western, you win. I like our chances. Yeah. And I think if you go up there and win, you ask anybody associated with the program, you like our chances going forward. This is a big bounce-back game, though. I mean, you're, we're really going to see – and we said it before, after Furman, we're going to see what kind of team we had. And we saw it. They bounced back and played well. Right. But Sanford, that's another tough loss against a good team on the road in the SOCON. And you followed up with another road matchup against a pretty good team in on a road game or in a road game in the SoCon. Got to see how you bounce back. Yeah, and I'm and I'm looking forward to seeing how they do. Big game on Saturday. Probably going to be very cold from Probably. everything I've heard on Saturday up in the uh, Western Carolina mountains. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin, anything else before we close out the show? Um, no. Uh, shirt should be in here soon, right? Yeah. So should be. If you want one. Let us know. Yeah, still available. Yeah, we may even have a another shirt coming out in the in, maybe in the spring. That'd be cool. Coming up here pretty soon. So appreciate you guys listening to episode nineteen of the Short Hair Dog. And so go ahead and uh, I don't know, get you a, a, a good soup brewing or something. I don't <laughs> yeah. know, we'll get something warm to eat. Bring a, your hot hands, your hot chocolate. Put your long johns on. <laughs> get all that stuff going for the game on Saturday. Wofford up at. Cullowee, North Carolina, taking on the Western Carolina Catamounts. What time does that game start? 3 o'clock? I think yeah, so. Yeah, 3.30. 3.30 kickoff for that ball game up in Cullowee. It's in E.J. Whitmire Stadium. Okay, okay. Mike, you mentioned it was going to be frigid on the way out here. I know if I was up there and I was coaching, I'd have to have some kind of hat on my head. I wonder if Coach Conk, we've talked about his sideline swag, if he's going to go with the, with the uh, hat or the toboggan or something to cover up. I would. Is he going – he needs to go with the Ayers sideways gangster beanie. <laughs> <Yeah, I agree. laughs> the Youngstown Ayers gangster beanie. There's, you talk about – I mean, Coach Ayers is intimidating already, but you get a sideways gangster beanie out there, I ain't running – because uh, old people are scary anyway. And then you t- you see Coach Ayers. Yeah. And he's like a black belt. Karate. We've talked about this earlier. Like, I'm scared of old people in general. Like, if they come in the bank, they could be as sweet as they can be. But they, I'm a little bit scared of them. I'm like, hey, baby, you. At? I'm like, woo, stay away. Tone it down, lady. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's an intimidation factor. Yeah. But, I mean, that's. So we'll see what Conklin goes with <laughs> on the road at Western Carolina on Saturday. 3.30 yeah. kickoff. Um, make sure you watch, listen, all that good stuff. I don't know, may try to go. I, we wanted to go to the Sanford game, but we had, had a little bit of a conflict with my work. So yeah. we'll leave it at that. Mm-hmm. We certainly don't want to. Nope. Get uh, dim, doom and gloom after right. the week we've had. So, That's anyway, right. we'll see how it goes, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to go um, or either watch it without any interruptions on Saturday as Wofford takes on yeah, Western Carolina. We'll see about that with the ESPN3 boys. Yeah, no promises. Good work, fellas. Keep it up. <laughs> so, until next time, we will uh, talk to you later. Get ready for the game on Saturday, maybe with some big SOCON implications, Kevin. We shall yep. see. So you guys take it easy. Like I said, get your hot soup ready, your hot chocolate, all that stuff as you head up to the game on Saturday. We'll talk to you guys next time. Go Terriers. Go Terriers. Thank you for listening to the Short Haired Dog Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Don't forget to follow the show on Twitter at Short Haired Dog and to subscribe to the show at no charge on the Apple Podcast app and SoundCloud. We will talk to you again very soon, but until then... Go Terriers!